Hey guys, and welcome back to the Ask Annie podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I'm so grateful that you have clicked on the Ask Annie podcast to entertain you for a few minutes, and I really hope this episode helps you greatly. Um, in this episode, I have my dad, and unfortunately, my um, mic that I normally use um, failed me miserably. <laughs> um, so yeah, the audio isn't the greatest, but the show must go on, as they always say. So please, guys, bear with me. Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy some of the gems that my dad has to offer. What is it again? It's an advice podcast, pretty much. People ask me questions, or I ask people questions, like how I'm going to ask you questions. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You're feeling good? You clocked a big age this year? Yeah, 60. <laughs> How does that feel? Oh, well, to be honest, it's like a dream. Uh, I'm married at 60. <laughs> Are you serious? That's true. Honestly, it's like, are you serious? Am I 60? Yeah. So, I made me to be more conscious of Everything. My Bible says, help me to remember my days so that I can apply my heart to wisdom. Mm. So now, it's like, I'm more conscious of what I might do now or what I want to do next. Yeah. Yeah, so that is like, it's just done on me. It's like, I might be doing something. You do know your sister. You <laughs> Please. <laughs> what do you feel like um, has been your greatest achievement in your 60 years of living? What what have been my greatest achievement? Yes. I would say the children that Lord have blessed me with and seeing them growing up that's why father I have my plans but when this happen I have to change my plan and focus on them mm. because my plan was to well around 2004 mm. to run my own business because I wanted like time to do something more yeah when for the circumstances happen yeah I have to like Change, change, and and now that uh, with Depot Cola, I saw them growing up, yeah, grown up, and uh, now at 60, I look back like, wow. <laughs> so I see as even though I don't have anything, mm. at least I saw my four children in my lifetime, they do well. Mm-hmm. And it's like my dream mm. when those things happen to me unexpectedly. Mm. My biggest concern is how am I going to see this either true? Because I had a plan with their mom. Now, this happened all of a sudden. Mm. Come on. Yeah. How does something like that throw you off course? Like, because obviously, even me as a young woman, I have plans. Like, I don't see someone leaving me as part of a plan. 
um, that I have going forward. I guess all of us have plans to marry, have children, and then live happily ever after. But how do you, like, recover or recuperate from, I guess, losing someone that you planned your whole future with? Um, me, personally, mm. the way I handled it is that uh, I look at it from different angles. As a Christian, as a pastor, I have to take my time to really sit down and meditate intimately. Like, what's the way forward? Yeah. If I say I'm not confused, I tell you, it's a lie. <laughs> I am confused. Yeah. And I was confused because I've got my plan. I was in the process of executing those plans in 2003. Mm. Yeah. When everything happened. So, then you can imagine. Uh, it's like, what was this? Yeah. So, first and foremost, I dropped two things. I think I was, I backed on them, which is business. Mm-hmm. One in Nigeria, one in, uh, I don't want the uh, York Times mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. So, my business partner, after, like, Michael, are you all right? Yeah. Because he was going to move to Canada mm. to have to take over. And I was reluctant to tell him. But one day just came to the house without telling me what to do. Oh, wow. And strangely. Yeah. But when he came, he saw my wife said, Oh, he now understood what I said. Yeah. Look at my poor children. I can't back on that business. Yeah. How Did I want to. Now, where is Mm. Then I look at my condition. So now I have to change everything and focus on my late wife and my children. Yeah. So it's like I changed my course. Yeah. And to God be the glory, I'm happy to do that. I finished that course with the help of God. Yeah, you did. I said, and I'm so happy. That's why, no matter what anybody says, I said, I remember one time someone was asking me, have you got a house in Nigeria? I said, yeah, I've got for our process. It's not crazy. Yeah. So I've got for houses. Yeah. For houses? Oh, wow. Said, yeah. <laughs> for houses. How do you, how do you like stay on, well, I guess not, not now per se, because we're adults now, but I guess back then, even grown up, even like you and mum, how did you guys navigate coming to this country and having children and still trying to figure life out because you guys are obviously the first in your families to come yeah. to the UK. So how did you navigate that without your family, if that makes sense? Right. Um, and well, well, sorry, I've gone over. Why did you move to Essex? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I would say before I left Nigeria, mm. I live in Lagos. How old was you when you left Nigeria? I think I was, I think I was 21. What? When I left Nigeria. Are you serious? Yes. I'm le- I spent 30, almost 35, 37 in Nigeria, and I'm now 60. So add them together. 1986. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, the maths is not maths. 1986. You left 
Oh, you left Nigeria in 1986 yeah. Yeah. to come to the UK. Yeah. And you've been in the UK pretty much since yeah. then. Okay. Wow. I was young. I could not even imagine letting Pele go, <laughs> go anyway. I can't even let go Tesco myself. <laughs> How did your parents feel? Were you leaving? Like, was it supposed to be like, oh, this is a new chapter no, no, for they, you? They don't really, as African, they don't really see, even they see as something good. They say, like, it's a, it's a challenge, but it's like you're going, going to another country, which is more developed. Mm. And to have a new life, and uh, develop yourself, mm. and also they believe you're going there automatically because of being a developed country. Yeah, you're going to make it. Okay, and that's the mentality that most that Nigerians have. Yes. Yeah. That once you cross to the other nation, you'll be good. Developed country, of course. And did you feel like it was like that then? Yeah, of course, because we 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 had people who have been to abroad. Mm. Coming back to Nigeria, you can see that they do well. Yeah, they have money. They're able to do things. Mm. They they, able, they they study. And coming back to Nigeria, they have a good job. Okay. So that mentality is there, and it's still there till today. Up to today. But do you feel like today's society is different, to or do today. you still feel like going to the diaspora is the way forward? No. I right now because. We were talking about 35 years ago. Yeah. Which is very many, different. Many things have changed. Very. And if you're talking about Nigeria of today, mm. compare 35 years ago, the little development in Nigeria today, me personally, I would prefer to stay in Nigeria. Really? Yeah. I have my reasons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you got the me. reason being. If you put together almost four million, mm. I have. Mm. I said, we're going to survive Britain abroad. Mm. Now you're going to start afresh. You will, yeah. You're going there as a legal migrant. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Now, this is, you're playing, you're gambling. Yeah. If you're caught, mm. you'll be deported mm-hmm. and you lose your four million. That's true. And because the system now is more easy to get people than before. Yeah. But then yeah. what if you don't lose your four million? So what if you don't get caught? What if you travel there yeah, as a student, get, for example? Yeah, that's different. Okay. That's different. I mean, that's different. Mm. You go there as a student, you are, that means, you enter the country mm. legally. So that means, you, you are in that country, you are allowed to work for 20 hours. Or yeah, hours you have, so you have your entitlement. That's different. Yeah. But not going there as a legal migrant to it's sneak hard. into the country. Yeah, it's very yeah, you can do it, but now it's more difficult. Yeah, I mean, people still do it, but yeah, like you said, people do get caught and things like that. Yeah, like, they got, they got more than before yeah. Of the computer. yeah, but but the UK was kind of like dangerous and racist when you went there, though. Oh, of course, it was. Um, oh, ask me, yeah. <laughs> you there, there's a time that you told us about a time that you got stabbed in London, yeah. I was stabbed, the mic is still there, it's showing me. <laughs> Can you tell us the story? Oh, wow. Mark is still there. And that was when mum was pregnant. Yeah. Right, with Folly. Mark is still there. It was night. Yeah. So why did they stab you? I was a cab driver then. Mm-hmm. And the guy was meant to pay me after I dropped him off. Mm-hmm. So he walked around mm. to my side. Yeah. 
believe that Ato was giving the money. Yeah. Just to cut it now from his shoulder. Oh my God. It was so fast. Wow. So I'm a seatbelt was on. Oh. So just put the knife in. And run away. And run away. Did they ever catch him? I don't think so. Wow. How did that make you feel? Oh. Because you continued chauffeuring for a while. Yeah, I I, I called the, the police. Yeah. They took me to the hospital. Yeah. So I was in a, in a life machine for over two days. Just to monitor that. Before. Yeah. And I'm fine, but still they have to stitch and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. And that's it now? Yeah. And you didn't, did you have fears after that? Like, oh... I can't work in yeah, London I'm, or... I'm more conscious. Yeah. I'm more conscious then because... This is... Uh, this is then. Oh, sorry. Was it a white guy? Of course, the white guy. <laughs> the hey. White guy. That's crazy. The white guy. And you would have been... You would have been 29 then. Because Folu... Yeah. So Because mum was pregnant with Folu. Yeah. So you yeah. would have been around 29 then. Yes. Wow. Right. And that was your first, like, basically racial attack. Oh, yes. So yes. when people say racism doesn't exist... <laughs> oh, they experience. They haven't. They experience, you know, that even the, the, the government, the police and everything... Mm. They, they're they, not really for you. No, 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 no. You just have to try as much as possible not to fall into their hand. Yeah. And be sensible when you're dealing with them because... Listen, it can waste you and nothing will happen. Yeah. I have a question about parenting, right? Now, a lot of people say that although I feel like life itself has also helped and supported me and my siblings, there's something that you and mum done with us growing up that has not allowed us to be wayward. Now, aside from prayer, because <laughs> I know that's the best thing you're going to say, how do you feel like your parenting has impacted on the people that we are today? Um, and that what style of parenting is that? Because I definitely want that for my kids. I think we're, we're somehow strict. Despite the fact the, the government have their uh, laws about how you should bring your children up. Yeah. We, we, I would say we, we didn't really follow the rules and Whatever. Instead, we use our Africa <laughs> mentality to deal with you there. Do you think? We did. What, we did. With the boys, not with me and Pelemy. Not with you guys, with no. the boys. Yeah, with the boys, I remember that very clearly. They were not, there was no the nonsense boys, with them. I, I did with the boys, they be rough. Yeah. Because they are really, really lucky. They, no, that is not they. Polly was naughty. Shay was not. But you had to bear them together. <laughs> to beat the both of them, okay. Yeah, and and what happens? Following, hey, hey. she do some things which he doesn't want to do. But, but because of his brother doing it, he will do it. Yeah, he will do it, and he put him to trouble most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So and also I think when you are growing up, we, I would say, finding time. For your children is very, very important. Yeah, I think as an adult now, one thing I'll definitely say is that you and mum always found time for us regardless. Yeah, of course. I would say that one thing I definitely remember till today, no matter what, especially as an adult, is how tired I am after work, right? 
but yet you would always find time to take us to the park yeah, almost oh, every yeah. single day. Yeah, <laughs> on, I'm, I'm yeah you be <laughs> He used to be sleeping, you sleep in the car, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then mom always found time to take us swimming as well. And then one thing I always appreciate as well is that no matter what, we would either go abroad or we would go to Butler, Pontins, a caravan site, something. But holidays, no matter what, it is really important. Very, very. No matter what you do, you must create time to your children and bring your kids but mm. it's time in their brains yeah it definitely does that. it's yeah. in their brains they will remember those days that wow this man yeah and then Fulu. Fulu is the one that gave me two and a tough time <laughs> oh my god <sighs> oh Fulu is something else but he's yeah. but, but i think him he what you taught him how you raised him and shaped him to be the person he is today though Mean, yeah, definitely. yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like, now we can literally look back and proper laugh. <laughs> like, what kind of nutcase? <laughs> yeah, for those listening, Polly is the oldest, by the way. He's the oldest sibling. Yeah, so. and the one that is more nutty. <laughs> so what did you think about me growing up? Yeah. You're... You are a quiet person. Yeah. And I said, like, you are someone vocal. Mm. Because remember, that's why you always have problem with your mom. Mm. You are vocal. I want to do what you want to do. <laughs> and your mom is like, no. <laughs> no. And the next is what to smack you. <laughs> and I remember one day she did in the church. And I said, listen, never again. Don't. And I said, even at home, I say, you know, I yeah. will not say you can do anything, but because he hit you so hard that day, I couldn't take it. Yeah. And I was angry, and I said, don't ever, ever touch my children. And, and to be honest, I don't remember ever being beaten after that. Ever. Oh, she hit you. I was yeah. losing that day. I think I've had to, like, literally, I can count on my hands. I think I've knelt down, like, probably, like, four times. Yes. And those were always, like, like corporate kneelings, <laughs> like me, Polish. <laughs> exactly. But other than that, I don't actually remember being beat. No, no, I beat never touched you guys at all. No. Why? Why is that? I think naturally, mm. um, I believe guys need a kind of they need to be looked after as a girl and being female gender mm. you you don't smart girls you talk to them okay and also when you're growing up you you kind of play whatever you do in the house you're so gentle gentle not yeah. like the boys it's rough play you sit down just do your things <laughs> you know but the boys is different it's rough but it's then rough. do you not feel like that is part of i don't know if you would do you understand what is it toxic masculinity it's basically where, like, men are raised to be, like, boisterous and not show emotions and stuff, whereas girls are brought up to be, like, cute and sweet and everything. Do you feel like how you've raised boys has enabled toxic masculinity? I don't think it has, to be honest with you, because the boys generally show 
um, affection uh, like in, a, in an appropriate way. Um, but I feel like there is an element of toxic masculinity that seeps into the African way of bringing up boys. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole beating them, telling them not to cry. Yes. You're not a, you're not a girl. Blah blah blah. But men cry. You oh, might God. not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because you. I don't know what your secret is, but actually, that's another question I have for you. There's this thing that me and Penny talk about, which is called doing a daddy, quote unquote. We spoke about it in one of our other episodes, and basically, it's when everything is in turmoil, you have to calm down <laughs> and just chill out. How do you maintain such a peaceful spirit? When things like in general, in general, because um, I've never seen you. I've seen you angry once. Uh, what what helped me to become in every situation? My life experience. Mm. I've seen things happen, and I've had a lot. I would say I, I, I have had a long time mm. growing up. Okay. What I witnessed even with my dad and my mom and how we survived made it very calm. Okay. In the sense that in the polygamous home mm. and my mom is the second wife and we are boys. Mm. My siblings are girls. So things that happened during that when we were growing up affect me a lot. It said that it made me not to get angry most of the time. It's like what do you want to what do you want to get angry for? So was your dad angry? My dad yeah, well what was my dad see that thing that didn't I did I did not understand initially. Later I do. Yeah. The role that my dad was playing. Mm-hmm. Having two wives. Exactly. He does want to see himself being partial because we are boys. So. Yeah. And we didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. that that's mm. why he's playing that game. Yeah. Instead, my dad would get angry with us, tell us of beat us, <laughs> just to show that, oh, it's not that because we are boys, he likes us. Yeah, okay. And spare the girls. Okay. But later, why he was doing that? Mm. Now all those things now make me wow. So therefore, then being a Christian, I've read about getting angry, the results, mm. and that's one thing about it. You can get angry, yeah, but do not sin. Do not sin. That means not don't let go more than twenty four hours. Mm. Now. Physically, if I get angry, mm. I find it to pray. Okay. Mm. And I know I'm allowed to do because since that has happened to me, I keep I keep on getting angry or I didn't let go. Mm. Maybe I could have died. Wow. So that thing is there twenty four hours in my life up to today. Mm. That fact I'm upset. I must let go within certain time because I have to sit back. Yeah. So what you yeah. Because I see that I'm punishing myself. Mm. Because the person I'm angry or that make angry. Maybe a cup of tea or coffee or (laughs) (laughs) and I'm still angry. Yeah. Who is feeling who? 
You're never angry. Yeah. I'm never angry, but trust me. You won't show it. I won't show it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean people should use you as a pushover. I won't show it. Then, and I will let go as well. Yeah. Because, like I said, I could have died. I didn't think the what I've been through that keep on keeping me angry. Keep him like, Yeah, no, no, it, won't, it doesn't work with me because I will not be comfortable. Yeah. I want to pray. And how do I pray? Mm. When, <laughs> when you're angry, it's no, true. No, 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 no. Because the Bible says that you have to drop what you've got, drop I, what you're I don't doing, know how people do it. and go. My wife knows it. No mm. matter if you quarrel, you're angry, he knows. I won't let him know that 24 hours. Mm. It needs to settle. Amen. She knew that it must be settled. That's good. It must be settled. It must be settled. That's good. Because I see the work of the enemy because devil doesn't want peace. No, that's true. He, he hated most war. And these people are, are happy. Ah, <laughs> they enjoy themselves. Yeah. He doesn't like. Yeah. It's so true. In wrapping up this episode, because I do have more questions for you, but I'm going to move it to another episode. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? My younger? Yeah. My boys. Or is it younger people? Younger people, younger self. Yeah, I guess it would be to younger people. Yeah. Younger boys, younger men. I guess I would give them is... What makes you a man? If anyone wants to get married, is one thing which I believe. If anyone can control his anger, mm. if you control your anger, Goes a long way. Yeah. The benefits of being able to control your anger. Yeah. But hmm, they say your attitude determines your altitude. Mm. It can take you to any level. It's true. I know that for sure. Yeah. So that would be my advice. That at the word anger, if you want to dig deep into the word anger, I mean, you have to talk about it. It goes a long way. Yeah, it does. You have to talk of the cause, benefits, mm-hmm. why, you know. But sometimes you're out of self in it. That's why you're angry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're yeah. right. Wow. Never thought about that. Bible <laughs> 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 says, so examine true. yourself. Mm. People get angry, they don't examine themselves. Mm. But you don't need to do it. You're only be selfish. That's why you're angry. Yeah, that's true. So how do you justify that? It's true. Right. <laughs> Don't think about that. Well, Dad, thanks for this episode. Thank you. I need a break. <laughs> you need a break? After... I'm, a, I'm a good man. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do another episode. But thanks, guys, for listening. Um, Share with your friends, your family, anyone who you feel will benefit from this episode. And we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>